You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I'm your reader, Tyler. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading. I'm the reader. Always. Has been since day one. You have always been the reader. We have never been at war with Eurasia. If, if you're the reader, what does that make me? Follow your dreams. What are you good at? Burritos. <laughs> okay, let's dig into that. <laughs> Follow, ex- what makes a good that. burrito? I can fold them real nice. Careful construction. Yeah. You'd say. I would definitely say that about anyone who makes burritos. You're a careful constructor. Would you call yourself a burrito artist? I am, I am a many things artist, but maybe burritos could be among them. I do turn them into chimichangas by means of oil and a broiler, so that's pretty artistic. <clears throat> I couldn't tell you what those are. A chimichanga or a broiler? In like, like I couldn't tell you like the Latin scientific name for it. Okay, that's probably fair. Cause I don't think there's one for any like whatever, of those. Like you know how, like a dog is like it's not a dog. It's like a can- caninus, canis, maj- majoris mobilis, or whatever. Uh, nope. But like sure. big big dog that goes. I think is what that means. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what that is for for Mexican that, foods. That one's Clifford. That's <laughs> Clifford's scientific <laughs> big, name. Big dog that goes. It's also his his Comanche name. Well, then I am Carmen, your architect. Can I be the wild card by not saying my name? That would be pretty wild. That is a wild card. How about this? I'll say my name sometime during the show. Oh shit! But I'm not going to pop up. I'm not going to say when. Oh no! If you hear it, you get a prize. When you least expect it, or maybe I'll add it in post, or maybe I'll forget. It's one of the. It's one of those three. <laughs> Well, anyway, like I always do, I'm going to read a story tonight. I'm Gordy. I'm going to get out of the way now. I'm going to forget. Oh, all right. (laughs) Just (laughs) That was a lot sooner than expected. I know. Uh, We're going to read another chapter of The Monkey King, or The the Journey West. Ed, specifically. It's been a while since we've been down down Monkey King Lane. I need to stop shorthand referring to it as Monkey King, because he does not feature in this chapter either. Did he not in the last one? He did not. I met a new a new protagonist. Yeah, what what happened in the oh, last right. one? Oh, uh, right. Briefly, uh, in the last one, we met uh, San Zong, who is a monk who will be carrying the scriptures of Buddha to the West, thus the title of the book. But he's not doing that yet. He was born in the last chapter and avenged his father's death at the hands of two boatmen who kidnapped his mom That's and stole his identity. Right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's Yeah, send his clothes. Okay. I'm having vague flashbacks. <clears throat> Usually when you pick pick up a chapter of The Journey West, it's because I am exhausted, so I'm half asleep during all of those episodes. Uh, so we we are reading the very next chapter this time. What? <laughs> Sorry. News alert from Gordy's phone. Breaking. It's not, it's not like huge. Just like, what the hell? Montana GOP candidate Greg Gian. Forte body slams reporter. They're getting wily. What? what? <laughs> it was just desperate a, times. Desperate just a measures. double take. 
Just a double Fake take Fake news, moment. no. Is there footage? Because that, <laughs> that might be a sensationalist headline. Yeah, there is video footage of okay. this. Have you, have you watched it? No, but I'll check on that. Okay, just bizarre. Cool. Well, that's that's what's going those, on in the world at the how time are those of town recording. halls going, everybody. Uh, <laughs> not even at a town hall. <laughs> uh, yeah. So last time we read chapter nine. This time we're reading chapter ten. But you wouldn't know it because they're entirely different and don't really uh, affect one another at all. It's like Majora's Mask. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> to Ocarina of Time. This one. This one's kind of strange in that. Uh, there's a large cast in it, but we only ever focus on like two of them at a time, and then it like splits off to a different storyline. So it's like three vignettes that are interconnected in a way. So it's like a what? cloud atlas. This kind of split, this splits off of what? This this chapter is like three vignettes of stories within this same chapter. Yes. How does it cover the same characters? No. Just brand new ones? Like, for instance, we start on two characters. A different character overhears their conversation. We follow that character instead for a little bit. Okay. And then that happens again, and then it ends. <laughs> so it's okay. like three like mini stories okay. that are loosely connected. <laughs> yeah, so it is kind of like a mini Cloud Alice. In a way. Which is a good book, by the way. I do need to read it. I read it recently. It's very good. I'm prove my literacy on the show. <laughs> time and time again. I can and do read. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're, we're reading chapter 10, which is entitled, With a Stupid Plan, the Dragon King Breaks the Laws of Heaven. Well, <laughs> that's, cool. that's a promising title. I would pick that up in a bookstore and also read it, gentlemen. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Yeah. Born ready. Let me hear about the stupid plan. Uh, so this chapter begins immediately telling us we shall not discuss how Chen Guangrui performed his duties as uh, prefect after he came back to life in the last chapter. Why not? Or how uh, San Zong cultivated his conduct, which is what we left him doing so they, at the end of the last chapter. He cultivated who? Sanzong is going to cultivate his conduct as a monk. His, oh, sure. And then the storyteller's like, but you don't get to hear about that. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Instead, we shall talk about two wise men who lived beside the banks of the River Jing outside the city Chang'an. Uh, one was an old fisherman and the other was a woodcutter. Sounds on par with all stories. Yeah. One day, after they'd both sold their stock of wares in town, they celebrated together at a tavern and, half-tipsy, strolled home along the banks of the river. Cool. The fisherman said to the woodcutter, It seems to me that people who struggle for fame kill themselves for it. Those who compete for profit die for it. Those who accept honors sleep with a tiger in their arms. And those who receive imperial favors walk around with snakes in their sleeves. That doesn't say a lot of good about their... Emperor. Taking in all, we are much better off living uh, living free amongst our clear waters and blue hills. We delight in our poverty and follow our destinies. Don't put words in the woodcutter's Is mouth. That, wait, did Ben Carson write this book? <laughs> you can delight in your poverty, but you can't, you can't write his story for him. Gordy, I'll answer your question with another question. <laughs> yeah. Is Ben Carson a time traveler? He did fly if into I, the sky that if one If I had to... <laughs> If I had to pick one person who ran for president mm -hmm. in 2016 to be a time traveler, 
I think it would be Ben Carson. Alternate idea. Ben Carson was present for this and Rip Van Winkled his way all the way to the current Which is time. why he's so sleepy now. <laughs> <laughs> he's just used to it. Well, going off of your theory, Gordy, that he is in fact a time traveler, is that why he's so bad at history? Because he's compensating. <laughs> because he's confused. I know nothing of the passage of time. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's really trying to sell this clock. idea and he hasn't quite... Like, he doesn't know... <laughs> He doesn't know where to gauge his comments for like the modern era yet, so he's kind of he's kind of all over the place. Yes, that's true," replied the woodcutter. "But your clear waters have nothing on my blue hills." Whoa, woodcutter, take like divvying up the property. Fisherman might have put words in woodcutter's mouth, but he was willing to share. <laughs> your blue hills are not a patch on my clear waters," retorted the fisherman angrily. And here is a lyric from "The Butterfly Loves the Flowers" to prove it. And he quoted a passage of the song uh-huh. to prove it. This is how friendships end. <laughs> when people start singing uninvited. When people start singing to prove a point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If, if you get to the point in an argument, especially one that just started a second ago, where you are screaming song lyrics into the other person's face, you both have lost. Whose song lyrics, though? Kesha. Because <laughs> it... Because there's kind of a, there's a scale, right? Okay, what's on the, what's on the acceptable end of the song lyric argument screaming scale? I don't know. Like, if you're, if you're going to cite, like, Paul Simon or Bob Dylan, (laughs) I feel like that's better. Like, if you're going to cite a really good songwriter or Meatloaf. He's kind of a sing talker anyway. I'll stick with Meatloaf. (laughs) Final answer. Okay, Meatloaf is the beginning. If you can back it up with a song from Bad Outta Hell. (laughs) <laughs> then you're then you're good. That's how you win any argument. Good party playlist. That album on repeat. <laughs> Fantastic album. You're welcome. This has been Gordy's Party Corner. <laughs> Advice from Gordy. Your clear waters are no match for my blue hills. Here is another lyric from the same song to prove it. And the woodcutter recites a passage back at him. Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think, could uh, could do some good work on this story. You don't enjoy the good things in your blue hills, and I do on the, uh, you don't enjoy the good things in your blue hills that I do on my clear waters, and I can prove it with another lyric from the partridge heaven. And the fisherman recited a passage from a different song. Is this the precursor to all of those acapella band movies that people, like Pitch Perfect, I guess is the name of them? people really into this like, is ancient chinese pitch perfect yes <laughs> Cause, there you go because they are song battling each other we did it <laughs> got it in one we can pack it in we're done uh the two of them go back and forth reciting lyrics and stanzas of poems at each other like 10 more times in this chapter <laughs> so i just skip ahead so so it is the song battle from pitch perfect yeah like a okay. rap battle b- breaks out as these two drunk guys stroll home one night that would be that's a fun rap battle from history they should suggest, take, they suggest should take on one. this. Hey, ERB, do ancient fishermen versus ancient woodcutter. I am I am casting this already. Are you? Yeah, and so, and so far it's Hamilton. Okay. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda and David Diggs. Last name. Diggs. Diggs? Like Tay Diggs? Yeah, but not. Are they related? I don't think so. They okay. might be. Uh, after a while, they realize that reciting these lyrics back and forth has made them closer as friends. 
That's not how that works. Mm-hmm. And so instead, they begin making up their own couplets about how great their lives are, back and forth. This and is then, not an acceptable way to spend your time. This is not... If you're doing friendship this way, I mean, there are not many ways to do friendship wrong, but this might be one of them. I mean, there are no, there aren't cars. They don't have horses. It's a long walk home from town. What are you going to do? What's wrong with, like, I, playing I Spy? That's a really slow game punch, when punch you're walking. Buggy. The classics. Punch, what, what are they punch buggying? Uh, I don't know. Real bugs? <laughs> That's yeah. A, because I think that's just a fist fight <laughs> where people are yelling bugs at each other. Yeah, next to a river, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Be more entertaining though. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not okay. They have they have vocally punch bugged each other. Do they have do they have busking licenses? This I don't know. Because you're not allowed to do that out in public. Once again, lawmaker. <laughs> Cracking the whip. Chief chief legal mind here. <laughs> Gordy uh, the enforcer. The two men eventually arrived at the part of the road where they uh, where they part ways, and they bowed to one another for farewells. That's nice, at least. Yeah. It, it, it ended amicably. It got a little heated in the middle of the walk. I mean, but they... <laughs> because it's such a long walk, they sorted it out. Well, that's, that's good, at least. I guess I have it... had moments where I've had angry rat battles with friends, and then we've made up later. It is a it is a very positive argument because they're like like they're both defending their like their, their, their homes, homes and like their the, livelihoods yeah like the pride in their lives and their home turf and their their poverty. They More said, breaking news. They said that it's the same thing. They said they're going to post it soon. <clears throat> the fisherman said to the woodcutter, "Look after yourself on the way home and keep a sharp lookout for tigers in the hills. If you met with an accident, I would miss you on the road tomorrow." That's a sweet farewell. This infuriated the woodcutter. They're this frenemies. is not a healthy friendship. Who retorted, you scoundrel, I'm your friend, I would die for you. How dare you put such a curse on me? What? If I'm Wait. killed by a tiger, you'll be capsized by a wave. What curse? Say like, it again? He said, hey, watch, watch out, out for tigers on the way home. In what tone of voice? I don't know. That's the one that I just applied was to it. Was it sincere or this- was it... I, think I don't know was, if there was a whole wink attached or not. It sounds like it was just, like basically the same as saying, "Hey, drive safe." Right. I mean, there are there tigers in China. There yeah. used to be. Yeah. I mean, at some, some point, like I think 10. so. I mean, so the, at the time that this was written, probably a lot more. Uh, so that could be, like, that could be just a genuine warning. Yeah. Like, hey, this is a real problem. Don't die. Well, they are both a little drunk. In, in their defense, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, that, that explains some things, but it still doesn't make this sound any less toxic of friendship. I will never capsize, shouts the fisherman. How can you be so sure, asks the woodcutter. Nature brings unpredictable storms and unexpected circumstances. How can you be sure you'll never have an accident? There's something you don't know, replied the fisherman. Well, <laughs> <laughs> ominously. I have a secret. <laughs> Every I day. Wear depends. No accidents here. <laughs> it's just a commercial. <laughs> yeah. They both wink at the camera. <laughs> Every day I bring a golden carp to a fortune teller in Chang'an City, and he gives me a slip of paper telling me precisely where I will catch fish. I bought my fortune today, and I was told to lower my nets on the western bank of the Jing River, and I will catch many fish and shrimp tomorrow. 
I shall sell them for more wine, and we'll continue our conversation then. One, not proof that you're not going to capsize or have an accident. Two, unnecessary oversharing. What's the source on that? A fortune teller. Just a fortune teller? Mm -hmm. Incorporated. A human fortune teller? In Chang'an City. Okay. He's gone there every day for his professional career, I assume. Because he says every day. And all he has to do is bring a golden carp as payment. Easy to find, I guess. If you're told where they are (laughs) every single day. You just Uh, gotta get that first golden carp and then you're in business. Then you're you're set for life. Uh, With that, the men parted ways. A patrolling Yaksha spirit overheard the fisherman's story and rushed back to the Jing River uh, Dragon Palace to warn the local Dragon King of the upcoming disaster. Um, is the disaster being fishing? Yes, overfishing. Oh, okay. There is a soothsayer in Chang'an whose predictions are very accurate. He tells a fisherman each day exactly where he shall catch fish on every attempt. If his calculations are so accurate, won't we waterfolk be wiped out? What shall your majesty do? The dragon king seized his sword in a great rage, intending, go to, intending to go straight to Chang'an City and destroy this fortune teller. But then his dragon <laughs> sons and grandsons, shrimp officials, crab soldiers, shad generals, mandarin fish ministers all pleaded, We beg your majesty not to act in anger. <clears throat> mandarin fish minister is a <laughs> sentence that I like. What were the shrimp's jobs? <laughs> the, the shrimp officials... Oh, okay. That's a good job for shrimp. And crab soldiers. Also a good job. Who are my favorites. Also, yeah, pretty legit. Take off your fingers. Shad generals are okay, I guess. What? Shad generals. Seems fine. Yeah. It's not ideal. Yeah, I don't know why they got promoted above the crabs. As the saying goes, words overheard are not to be trusted. If your majesty were to go now... You would have to be accompanied by clouds and helped by the rain. And if this frightens the common people of Chang'an, heaven may take offense. Your majesty is capable of making all sorts of transformations, so you can change into a scholar for this visit to Chang'an. If you find that it is true, you will be able to punish him at your leisure. And if it turns out to be false, you will avoid killing an innocent man. Taking their advice, the Dragon King put aside his sword. Calm down a bit. You You can carry that as a scholar. Are they, yeah, are they not allowed to have swords? My mind is the so- only sword I need. <laughs> and my pen is my dear. In disguise, the Dragon King visited the fortune teller and asked him to predict the weather. The Dragon King wanted to know precisely when it would rain, for how long, and how much rain would fall. The soothsayer predicted that it would rain tomorrow between noon and uh, early afternoon, so like a few hours, uh, and it would cease two hours later, having had three feet and three, <laughs> three feet and 3.48 inches of rainfall. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is his own weather channel. The Dragon King took his leave of the fortune teller, saying that if the man's prediction was true, he would return and pay him 50 gold pieces. If any part of the prediction was wrong, he would return to smash up the storefront, tear down his sign, and run him out of the city so he could no longer deceive its people. That is entirely up to you, the soothsayer responded cheerfully. I shall see you tomorrow after the rain. The Dragon King returned to his domain, where he told his sons in court about this conversation with the soothsayer. One of his subjects spoke up. 
Your Majesty is the General Superintendent of the Eight Rivers and the Great Dragon God of Rain. So only you can know where, whether it will, whether it will rain or not. How dare he speak such nonsense? The fortune teller is bound to lose. So he had an ace in his hole. <laughs> an ace. Can you not say ace in his hole? Because that doesn't sound good. Where should his ace be? In the hole where you keep... All, it's a collective hole. But he it's owns the it. the ace hole. Yeah, it's his ace, but it's just in the hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, when ev- everybody puts their aces in the same hole... Only one ace comes, on, comes out on top? Yeah, you don't keep it... You don't keep it in your own hole. That's cheating. <laughs> and gross. I think that's the point what? of the phrase ace in the hole. Is to cheat? Is that, is that not think, the origin of that phrase? I don't think... Uh, I don't know about the origin. I don't think it's used to necessarily mean cheating. Like just, you know, like you've got... You're saving something secret. Yeah, it's something that you oh, okay. know about that no one else does. Well, then how did it get like in a the, hole? The, <laughs> you put it there. Like the Comey Where letter. no one can see it. Right. <laughs> His ace being the fact that he controls rain and decides when it comes down and how much of it there will be. James first, Comey? Yeah, first I thought you were saying that Comey <laughs> controls that, the Is rain. that what he's doing now? He sent me a memo. <laughs> you should save that, because I hear they're very sought after. <clears throat> As the Watery Tribe laughed amongst themselves... Suddenly, a gold-clad warrior descended from the sky with an imperial decree from the Jade Emperor. He bestowed it upon the Dragon King and returned to the sky. The decree called for the Dragon King to succor the city of Chang'an with rain the next day. Sucker? Sucker it. Sucker. As in give aid and sucker? Yes. S-U-C-C-O-R. S-U-C-K-E-R. Sucker the city. I don't even know the city. It means to pull your punch. Kinda. Hang on. The exact time and amount of rain were the same as the fortune teller's prediction. 3.84. This startled the Dragon King so thoroughly that he passed out. That's, that's <laughs> quite a, a... Is he, he a fainting goat? Yeah, I was gonna say, he's got that, um... <laughs> I mean, that, that would be something, right? Like, try to put yourself in this dragon's shoes. I don't know that I would pass out, though. Well, you, you control rain. You uh-huh. decide when it goes. Most of the time, unless Jade Emperor tells you otherwise. <laughs> so you, you have this plan to destroy a fortune teller, and suddenly that man knows what's going on up in heaven. Hey, you, you know how to destroy a fortune teller? Like, just fire. You're a dragon. <laughs> fire He's a water dragon. dragon. Okay, drown him. <laughs> in rain. They're, we are fragile beings. <laughs> you don't need to, to play all this trickery. You play by dragon rules. You can get away with a lot. Uh, when he came to, he was mortified by the turn of events. How can there be a man of such power in the mortal world? How can he know all there is of heaven and earth? I'm sure to be beaten by him. One of the Dragon King's generals offered a humble plan. That the Dragon King arrive late with the rain and not bring quite enough with him. That way he would uphold the letter of the law, but still render the fortune incorrect. The Dragon King accepted the plan and stopped working. Yeah. Got down to party. He's a, he's a being of extreme emotions, it seems. He's quick to anger. And, uh, and even quicker to... Sorry. Wait. See this?
GOP don't say care. For, you have to say it for the audio. If that, if that becomes court <laughs> evidence, then it's it's in there. Wow. That's um. Inch. That's a lot more extreme than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, interesting. Because usually that's just a headline buffer. He is up for election tomorrow. Well. <laughs> an opportune time to lose your cool. Definitely seems like he's up for the pressure of office. Yeah. How is your chill, my dude? <laughs> cool. Uh, man, this is going out after tomorrow. Uh-huh. I was going to yeah. say, hey, hey, Montana listeners. Um, anyway, continue. I just wanted to hear that. The next day, the Dragon King changed the time of the rain by two hours and the amount by point eighth of an inch. This guy. When the job was done, he quickly changed back into his disguise and set to work ransacking the fortune teller's shop. <laughs> this is very precise. He was very giddy about it. Yeah. <laughs> I've like always just, wanted to go ransacking. About the ransacking part. Yeah. Other dragons get to ransack. I just live in a river. At, at Dragon Con, <laughs> I talk to all the it's Western very dragons. Con. <laughs> is, is this the first or the second vignette? This is the second. Okay. We have we have left behind the fishermen and the woodcutter. So they're not coming back. No, the point right. of their rap battle was to introduce <laughs> us to a dragon king okay. who was upset by a fortune teller. Okay, cool. cool. As his shop was destroyed, the fortune teller sat calmly and patiently, just like in the middle of the room. That's not a good sign. No, not not usually. You should maybe be a little concerned. That's, yeah, that's like a that's like a Mr. Miyagi situation. <laughs> Seems like someone else has an ace hole. <laughs> <laughs> An ace crammed up his hole, too. (laughs) The Dragon King lifted the door of the shop over his head, ready to strike the soothsayer with it, Uh, but not before shouting, You evil man, with all of your reckless talk about blessings and disasters, you stinking deceiver of the masses, fake news, your predictions are false, and you talk nonsense. Wait a second. Did you you edit that? I might have peppered. (laughs) Did you punch that up? I might, I might have used a smidge of Mrs. Dash. <laughs> <clears throat> Quick update. Uh, great. His, his Wikipedia page now <laughs> reads this. What's it? Read it for our audience. Uh, hit the caption on his picture is Greg the Body Slammer John Forte. Good job, Wikipedia editors. You are quick on <laughs> on the money. Yeah, he enjoys body-slamming reporters. Your predictions are false and you talk nonsense. You got the time and the amount of today's rain quite wrong. But you still sit there so high and mighty. Get out at once if you want me to spare your life. The soothsayer, still calm, responded, I've committed no capital offense, but I fear that you have. You may be able to fool other people, but you do not fool me. I know that you are the Dragon King of the Jing River. And he knows his true name. He has power over him. He's a dragon lord, like Ged. <clears throat> you flouted a, a decree by the Jade Emperor by changing the time and the rain, or the time of the rain, and cutting the amount, a crime against the laws of heaven. It's the executioner's blade for you, I'm afraid. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you got him on a technicality. Do you intend to continue your abuse of me? <laughs> <laughs> this would be a good movie. I like this one. The Dragon King trembled in fear. His hair stood on end, and he dropped to his knees. Please do not be angry with me, sir. I was only joking. <laughs> yeah, that's 
good tactic. I didn't know it would be taken so seriously. Uh-huh. What am I to do now that I've broken the laws of heaven? Man. Please save me, sir. If you don't, I'll haunt you after my death. The Dragon King is like a textbook abuser. How many stages of grief was that? Did he get all of them? Just in quick fire succession. Yeah. Did he deny? There was denial. He said, I was only joking. Oh, right, didn't right. know it would be taken so seriously. There's pleading. He didn't do acceptance. He didn't. He has not accepted it. He, he did true. anger, for sure. Yes. Uh, With the I'll haunt you after my death. Depression? Did we do depression already? Uh, I didn't know it would be taken so seriously. Does that count? No. No. What I'm am I to denial. do now so, that I've broken the laws of heaven? That sounds Maybe like that depression. That sounds a little better. Barg- he's bargaining the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think he's got most of them except acceptance. Well, spoiler alert, he never gets that one. <laughs> Can't follow through. <clears throat> the soothsayer took pity on the Dragon King and explained a plan with which the Dragon King could save himself, which he quickly set into motion. So I've... I've. Do we, do we get to know the plan? Yes. Okay. The thing is that this is one of those times where the plan is described and then the plan is described in motion. Oh, yeah. So I've elected to just tell you what he does as he does it. Okay. Instead of you hearing the plan and then me having to say, he does it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <clears throat> The soothsayer knew that uh, Wei Zhang, a minister of Emperor Taizong, would be called into service by heaven to behead the Dragon King. So the Dragon King simply needed to, to convince Taizong uh, to take pity on him and command his minister to hold. Which minister? Wei Zhang. Is that the guy? What guy? Do we know him? No, he's, he's new. Who's the other guy? Who's the monk? <laughs> San Zong. San Zong. Yeah. <clears throat> The Dragon King visited Emperor Taizong in a dream and told him his sad story and of how uh, the Emperor's subject, Wei Zong, would be the one called to execute the dragon. The Emperor promised to save the Dragon King. So now we're getting into, like, Inception. Yeah. Uh, the following day, Emperor Taizong called Wei Zeng to, co- to hold court with him, knowing that if the minister could not be called away at the time of the execution, uh, the Dragon King could be saved that way. So he's just going to have this dude... Uh, hang out with him all day so that he misses his appointment to murder a dragon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good plan. <clears throat> uh, he called for a chessboard to be brought forward so that the two men could play together. After after several games, uh, Wei Zong fell asleep, exhausted by the mental exercises. Wow. <laughs> so he they played got, so much damn chess. <laughs> he just got tired. He tuckered. <laughs> you remember, yeah, you remember when... Um, when Gary Kasparov just had to take a nap on the floor mm-hmm. during like the, like the chess grand finals, and then he came back and won it all. Bobby Bobby Fischer gave up the queen and then said, "Hold on, I need I need a power nap." So I will say that that's during... why the machines have us beat. <laughs> they don't need to. Sleep. They don't. They don't get sleepy when they're playing Go. There's no chess fatigue. <laughs> they just get smarter. During this portion of the story, there are more songs just in the middle of them playing. Are they good? Good? good. No. Well, I don't know. I didn't read them all. But, like, as I was reading this chapter, I'm just like, are we just in the middle of the Broadway musical chess now? One night in yeah. Bangkok. <laughs> That's a real musical. Yes, uh-huh. it is. I, I listened to that, that in the car on every road trip growing up. The entire soundtrack to Chess the Musical and Les Mis. That was our road trip. Gems. Also Queen. No Life is a Highway? No. No Spider-Man the Musical? Turn Off the Dark? That, that hadn't happened when I was a kid. Did it not? 
Nope. Slay Miz. The... That hadn't happened yet. Yes, it had. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think we listened to the 1985 Broadway cast recording. Pizza hadn't been invented yet. Not that old. I'm... I'm I am younger than you, Gordy. What was the first musical? Jesus Christ Superstar. That we know about. Was it Tommy? (laughs) Cats. Tommy isn't a musical. It is a musical. Tommy is a rock opera. I mean, if you want to split hairs, I do, because there's a difference. I mean, it's people doing stuff and then they stop to sing. Who cares why? Tommy what? Tommy is an opera. Yeah, Tommy's fine. I, I don't know. I don't need to see it again. I saw it at 2 a.m. It's all right. I like The Who a lot, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, The Emperor allowed the man to continue sleeping. Wait, have you heard about this new musical? (laughs) Called, Um, like, like, what is it? Calling Dear dear Ezra Klein? That's that's wrong. That's the the (laughs) lead editor for Vox. I'm going to have to say no. I have not heard of this. Well, there's a new one. They're usually... Uh, yeah, that's my yeah. news. <laughs> there's a new one. Boop, 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 boop. New musical, end of bulletin. It happens every year, Gordy. It's just, there's one every year? There are probably multiple every year. There's at least one every year. You know that there's a Tony's every year, right? I know there's a Tony every year. There has to be more than one musical every they year. They don't recycle, like, Wicked they, for years. They're, like, bidding on the one slot. That there is to make a musical every year? What's the Tonys for, then? I didn't say there was one every year. I said it happens every year. Shrek 2 the musical. There is new new musical. Shrek the musical? Is that real? That is real. I believe Shrek was on ice once, too. I wouldn't doubt it. (laughs) Oh, God. They'll put Shrek wherever he can make money. (laughs) Aren't they making another Shrek movie? Maybe. Are they rebooting him? It's about time. Edgy Shrek. It's been like... Dark Shrek. The Shrek. I mean, that came out in like 2001, right? It's been a while. I kind of want to see like a noir version of Shrek. Doing what? I like that. Solving crime. (laughs) Fairy crime. Being a detective. Jasper Ford already wrote those books. The The Shrek... Detective novel? No, the fantasy detective novel. Mm. Well, there are lots of those. And it was Mother Goose Rhymes, which is different. There are fairy tales in there. Well, then Jasper Ford needs to focus harder. (laughs) Because it was nursery crimes, so it was supposed to be about nursery rhymes, which are not fairy tales. Although the the air affair books are very good. Uh, The emperor allowed the man to keep sleeping, knowing he was a dedicated subject to both... Uh, his kingdom and the kingdom of heaven. And knowing that this way, he could not possibly leave the emperor's presence, and the dragon king would surely be saved this way. So if this guy sleeps the day away, he Mm -hmm. can't kill a dragon. You only get one day? He's only got the one appointment. After that, the dragon's free. Is this how you (laughs) escape the reaper? That's trials. He's got one thing on his schedule. That's the the jade emperor's trials, anyway. Like, oh, oh, we got shit going on tomorrow, we can't do it. Kind of like I'm what, booked for a while. Kind of like when the, my windshield replacement guy didn't call me or show up yesterday, and then they're like booked for a week. Yep, it's exactly the same. And this is somehow my problem. <laughs> Jade Emperor is a busy man. That's how I like to run my business. 
not doing it. <laughs> not not doing it as much as possible. By making sure that you tell the dispatcher that you called and left messages. I talk to the dispatcher all the time for 911. I just like to see what's happening throughout the day. <laughs> just check in I with call him. and just be like, what's going on? What's the news? What? You're waiting? <laughs> You're, this line is for emergencies only? Thanks, Karen. Hey, did you see this vid? <laughs> You should of a man should, tackling another man. You should check the Guardian right now. I know emergencies only. <laughs> the Pope won't answer my email, so you're the next best thing. <laughs> yeah, if the Pope won't answer me, I start calling nine one one just to talk to somebody. Send send somebody the funny gifts you've Some collected. Boredom from is internet. very real. <laughs> Raise awareness for boredom. In case you were curious, we have entered the third vignette. I figured, yes. Chess the musical? Yeah. Between the Emperor and his subject. Hours passed, and uh, Wei Zong eventually woke, uh, apologizing profusely for sleeping in the presence of the Emperor. Because he just passed out, like, in front of the Emperor. In his chess room. It's been worked too hard, too many executions, too many long nights away from his family. Tai Zong waved the offense away, and asked the man to indulge him in more chess. The day was not quite More through. chess. They, can't, my fix they can't switch it up. Like usually in a game night, like you have a rotation. You play, you know, you start with something light and you work your way up to the heavy games. Taizong only knows chess. Until you accidentally start a four-hour game at midnight. Yeah, until, until you break out mage night at one in the morning. As the two men played, guards rushed into the chamber holding a bleeding, decapitated dragon's head that had fallen out of the sky near the gates of the palace. Uh... Funny weather we've been having. <laughs> Not enough rain. Dragon heads. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> After the guards made their report, Wei Zong explained that while he had slept, his spirit had been called up to heaven to execute a dragon king who had broken the laws of the Jade Emperor. It's nice, that astral projection. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I had it's that, tricksy. I could get a lot of work done while I slept, and that would be awesome. He should run a workshop. <laughs> well, he didn't do it. Jade Emperor did it. Well, He's like, if I can't get this dude's body, I'm going to get his soul up here. Dude, Someone's got to chop this dragon head off. Jade Emperor, do a girl a solid. <laughs> Still got a lot to do in our supply closet. Just let me sleep. Take my spirit. Make it. Organize everything. On the one hand, Taizong was extremely proud of his minister, who had managed to dutifully serve both his mortal emperor and the Jade Emperor at the same time. Uh, but he was distressed that he had not kept his word to the Dragon King. Because yeah. he had he had said, yeah, I'll, I'll handle it. He's got I priorities. Mean, he did what he could. He can't control the spirit realm. <clears throat> that night, as Emperor Taizong slept, he was again visited by the Dragon King, who was now holding his own decapitated head and wailing. Cool. Ghost Dragon. That's a movie poster. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Expect the first ghost when the bell <laughs> tolls one. It's like you're yorking with your own head. Which is so dope. <laughs> which is which is very chic now. <laughs> yorking is the new hot trend. <laughs> all the ghosts are doing it. <laughs> they're all they're all talking to their heads about Yorick, who they knew well, which is something or other slings and arrows maybe whatever. <laughs> Uh, the Dragon King demanded to know why the Emperor had failed to keep his promise. We're gonna why hear about he had that. not? <laughs> We're going to 100% hear about that. <laughs> What's that? 
forget a hundred percent here about how much I don't remember from that <laughs> from that speech because I know at least one listener of this show is a, is a professor of Shakespeare. Yeah, we need some schooling. Uh, the Dragon King demanded to know why the Emperor had failed to keep his promise, why he had not been saved, and while grabbing at the mortal Emperor's robes, said that he would that he would drag him to the palace of the King of Hell so that they could settle things. <laughs> well, this is, a, this is a good movie. Fist fight at Hell Palace. There's there's a lot of action scenes this in this is, one. This, I'm I'm I, putting this together in my head. We're going to talk about this in the next segment. Sure. Uh, just friendly reminder: This started with two old men rapping at each other. Yeah, I remember. No, we we have not. We can't forget that. That's what makes this a musical battle. So here's my favorite part of the chapter: The dragon spirit was shooed away by a passing immortal bodhisattva, mm-hmm. Guan Yin, who had been decreed by Buddha to find the man who would carry the scriptures from the east. She left as soon as she'd arrived. So she, this bodhisattva just wanders in on she the sea. She was passing through. Like, blows some air on a dragon ghost, sends him away, and is like, peace out. Yeah, she she sends him back to hell and then leaves because she's on a mission. What, no EL fudge cookies at this party? The, I'm out. The mission actually relating to the major plot of the, like, the novel. So that just like passed through the middle of whatever's happening in this chapter. <laughs> like, hey, by the way, the book is still happening over there. <laughs> but we're we're, really... in, we're we're in Hell I Palace might, Town. I might have just changed the director to Mel Brooks because of that. <laughs> Who was your previous pick? Um Stephen Chow. Can they collaborate? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they haven't already. <laughs> they're both men of comedy. <laughs> they're, both, they're both men of a of a certain style, I would say. They have they have a certain <clears throat> sensibilities. Fuck, that's a good statement. <laughs> More breaking this news. This guy, uh, pretty sure this guy, his his PR team wrote this statement, uh-huh. not knowing that there is audio of. <laughs> And presumably video. Those are the best statements. Yeah. Yeah, it's very bad. Uh, Taizong awoke, pale and sickly, shouting that he'd seen a ghost. His guards questioned his fears as a man who'd slaughtered countless men to form his empire to now be seeing ghosts was strange. Took the ghosts a while to follow him to his empire. Uh, but Taizong's dreams persisted and he no longer could sleep restfully at night. Wait, is it still the dragon ghost that's bothering him? Yeah. So she only like temporarily shoot him. Right. Away. But but he hasn't he these are <laughs> it's hard to tell when when dreams are happening and when real is happening. It kind of gets story. a little fuzzy. And yeah. story of my life. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, eventually a guard was established to watch for ghosts at night and the emperor could finally rest again. Wow, this really is getting hamlety. But sickness had set in and disease had reached his heart. What? Cool. Ghost. What? That's why. He, Ghost that's why flu. He got sleep. Ghost flu. <laughs> Ghost flu. <laughs> it's the big one that we're all waiting on. That's what's. Uh, that's what's frozen in the ice at the caps. It's Ghost flu. Ghost flu. So killed the dinosaurs. Yeah, there was no meteor. That's just. Well, one caused the other. Oh, the meteor brought ghost flu from space. The meteor brought ghost flu. 
<laughs> where, I mean, where the else sim- is it going to come from? And the symptoms of ghost flu are a beheaded dragon threatens you in your sleep until you you die of like weird heart disease. <laughs> and the rest of the world thinks that America's bad at science. <laughs> <laughs> we know all about meteor ghost flu. We just solved the dinosaurs. You're welcome. <clears throat> On his deathbed, uh, Taizong was visited again by Wei Zhang, his minister, who he had played a bunch of chess with, uh, who had a plan to save the emperor's life. Wei Zhang had brought a letter with him that he told the emperor to bring with him to the underworld. The letter was for Kui Ju, the judge of Feng Du, and minister in charge of the registers of birth and death. He had been Wei Zong's friend in life, and Wei Zong continued to visit Kui Ju in his dreams. Okay. So Wei Zhang kind of is like a dream warrior, <laughs> where he's just hopping around, astral projecting. That's cool. <laughs> it Mur- seems. Murdering things in his sleep and chatting with old friends. Uh, Wei Zhang was sure that Kui Ju <clears throat> would see to the return of Taizong's life out of consideration for their friendship. Taizong took the letter tucked it into his sleeve, and closed his eyes in death. And that's where this chapter ends. I don't know that we will read the next chapter. I haven't looked into it to see if it's sufficiently wacky yet. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you the title of the next chapter? Yeah, go for it. After touring the underworld, Taizong returns to life. Nice. Which... (laughs) Just like modern movie trailers. It, it feels, yeah, in a way. <laughs> There's a sting after the credits. I don't know what it is about it, but that feels like an always sunny title to me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little well, bit. Well, a lot like of these someone, do. Someone is told to do a thing, and then the title card comes up where that person does the thing. Yeah, or doesn't do the right. thing. Right. So do you guys have questions for me? I don't have answers, but I can help you through them. Like a counselor. (laughs) That's what this really is. Yeah. It's three-way therapy. Well, first you inflict the mental problem that you're going to therapy for by telling us this story, and then you have to to talk us down after. (laughs) It's a self-fulfilling business. It's like a therapist were secretly... Writing on, like, gaslighting their patients and then, and then treating them after. Is there another update? <laughs> Some, somebody wrote a poem about it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is good. What is this world? <laughs> I have assaulted the reporter who was at the BBQ and who was probably saving his glasses and skeleton. <laughs> Forgive me. He was so liberal. <laughs> <laughs> A good, just a good addition to the dialogue. This is this what is... the 24-hour news cycle has done to us. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's the second poem that I have I have heard or read in the past year. The other one being a love poem that someone wrote to themselves from the guise of a character from Spider Riders. <laughs> from what? Uh, oh, the hit anime Spider Riders. Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone on a forum wrote a love letter to themselves from the perspective of one of those characters. So, the two poems I've read in the past <laughs> 365 days are those. should probably uh, get cultured. Let's do it. All right. 
super fun. <clears throat> There's always, man, any thing is like the next tweet could be the big one <laughs> at any time. Like the next tweet on your feed could be, could be that breaking news. I, it's I like really, a gotcha pun. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get out of it. I really want to fill out this movie. Okay. Because this one speaks to me. Sure. I think I, I want the first the first two guys. Yeah. They've been discussed. Mm-hmm. This project is run by either Stephen Chow or Mel Brooks or maybe co-directed. Yeah, I think a maybe, co-directed situation would be good. Maybe it's like Cloud Atlas where there's an A unit and a B unit. You know that I love experimental filmmaking. Yeah. It's been discussed in the past on this show. If, if can, experimental is what you choose to call it, then sure. Can, would, would can you, this uh, get the Cloud Atlas treatment in the script, too? Written by the Wachowskis? Well, like how the, know, the book did the, the longer sections, right? And then the movie broke it up so it's a lot more back and oh, forth. Yeah. So yeah, we, that's d- we do that. You know both of those boys are transgendered now? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Just so, a, so now they're the Wachowski sisters? Yeah, they've gone from Wachowski brothers to Wachowski sisters. Cool. Good uh, for yeah, them. like good, like good for them. Just interesting that they are both transgendered. Which is my favorite fucking part of the MRA's fascination with red pills, is that their favorite <laughs> movie was made by transgendered siblings. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. The red, the red pill was invented by two boys who are ladies now. Uh, so, what I had in mind as far as experimental filmmaking for this goes. <laughs> Is let's uh, let's get Mel Brooks to make his version of the film. Yeah. <laughs> let's get uh, Stephen Cho to make his, and we edit them together. Sure. Has that been done before? I don't think so. Without the knowledge of either director, because it is a colossal waste of budget. <laughs> <laughs> well, or you release two versions of the film. They're sure. And then you release them in different parts of the Good. country. As completely like the I same title, different films, and then you watch the confused internet commentary. <laughs> the clue movie. <laughs> that is as close as you get. I please pitch that pitch that to any studio head and tell me what they all say. <coughs> I'm I would like sure... to film two of the same movie, but only release one of them. And they're hodgepodge sure... together. I'm pretty Money sure... please. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every single one will tell you why don't you go pay for this yourself <laughs> but sure let's let's go for it so that's who else needs casting we need who, the, who is casted the two dudes at the beginning who were they lin-manuel miranda oh right david diggs david diggs we need the dragon and we need the jade emperor mm-hmm. and we need sleep assassin well the jade emperor doesn't ever show up he's talked about yeah, he there's not, just a messenger. He doesn't have lines. Yeah, oh, that's right. Just a yeah. message sent by him. Okay, so who's who's the dragon? I I have a concept. Mm-hmm. I do. I want to. I want to hear what you think first before I float it out. I hadn't really considered it yet. Do you? Do you I, have anything off the top of your head? I don't want my suggestion to have, color your opinion. Okay. I am terrible at celebrity knowledge. I don't know who would be good as the dragon. So, hey, uh, Gordy. Mine. Mine is unfortunately from Beyond the Grave. That's fine. We've done that before. She's Chris Farley. That's that's pretty good. I I was gonna go with Kelsey Grammer. 
Okay, that's also that's also good. <laughs> and, I, and I wasn't sure if that was very good or very bad. I think that's very good. Personally, <laughs> I I am connecting with it. I can see that man like becoming enraged and settling just as quickly. You know, he was in a Macbeth production. Was he? Yeah, playing Macbeth, the witches, <laughs> and the witches. One man, Kelsey Grammer, Macbeth. <laughs> Uh, the the other the other cast members would have to be uh, Wei Zhang and Emperor Taizong, the chess bros. Chess bros. One of whom can kill men in his sleep. Yeah, important to note. Well, we have a white guy, <laughs> a Puerto Rican guy, and a black guy. Uh huh. So far, I want to keep that train running. Sure. There are no women in this cast. There are no women. That's not our fault. Un- unless we want to just gender bend some of them. I mean, you could. Could like, be a lady emperor or like a I'm lady not, assassin. I'm not opposed to that. Bobina Fett. <laughs> Bobina Fett. Yeah. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Um, two, two good chess boys. Or ladies. Or ladies. Who are, what are their other traits? One is an emperor, one is a minister. But a minister who kills in his sleep and talks to people in his sleep. For heaven. By decree of heaven. Kills dragons, specifically. I don't know. A lady who kills dragons? Sanmi from Cloud Atlas is coming to mind? I could see her falling asleep and murdering some stuff. But that, yeah, I can't remember what her name is. Do you have anything for the other one? The other chess person? The emperor? The emperor. Whoever. The emperor seems like a kind person. They're trying their best. Like, let's the minister sleep. A person just doing their best. Yeah. Michael Sarah. Well, uh, like... The- <laughs> Michael Sarah in any kind of imperial role. <laughs> I would pay to watch that. I, I will remind you guys that the, his guards were surprised that he was startled by a ghost because he had apparently slaughtered millions of men. Okay, so uh, maybe, a guy in his rise Michael to power Sarah. as emperor. Okay, so a guy who was ruthless in his rise to power, but is kind has of mellowed. That, yeah, in his older age. So Michael Sarah, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> That's the opposite of what happened. That's what. Okay. I think we're in the middle of his bloodlust and his actual cannibalism. He's got to have calmed down from the actual cannibalism. He applauded the live performance of it. Quietly in a theater, in a mellow sort of way. Back there. Um, is that... Wait, who's left? Did well, we get... Well, are we casting Michael Sarah or Shia LaBeouf as the emperor? I thought you had settled on Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I think... Well, Tyler was fighting against Shia LaBeouf, and I'm fighting for Shia LaBeouf, so Which you're... of the two would you think would look at a script that says, you're the emperor of ancient China, and would go, yeah, I am? <laughs> Between the two of them? Yeah. Neither. <laughs> who would who would burst through the door and say, "No, I am the emperor of ancient China." I am China. emperor of ancient China. Kanye. Yeah, that sounds right. I've used him recently. Sounds like something he would say. How's his film career going? Kanye's. Yeah. Well, he left I think Vietnam. Bad. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good emperor on hand. Maybe we backburner it then. Okay. That's that's. Dear, dear listeners, tell TBD. us. Who is the emperor of ancient China? Did we get the uh, the fortune teller? I guess that would be important. Yeah, he seems like a chill dude. I don't know what's up with that guy. Yeah, I hope he shows up in future chapters. He seems like a man of true power. Yeah. Yeah. So he knows need, a lot. So we need somebody serious. 
to play the fortune teller. He's pulling a lot of strings. A serious, like, Aiden Gillen. Is that his name? Littlefinger? Get a Game of Thrones actor in there. Or if you want to gender bend that one, then Lena Hetty would be great. We could gender bend that one. There's nothing holding this prophet to being a male. Yeah. Either one. Those are my suggestions. One on the other one's shoulders. I'd Idris Elba. That'd be cool. Why not? What about all three of them in one cloak? Sure. All, Huddled all under three. the same costume. And they rotate. Yeah, that's... So you see that their faces... That sounds like the sort of thing a prophet would, would be. Or it's all three of them speaking in unison, <laughs> delivering their prophecies in, this, yeah. in one voice. In different accents. They're like the fates, but in China. Yeah. But in China, and none of them are Chinese. Is any of our cast? Or have we failed to mm, that? We have one Asian woman in the cast. Okay. What I know about uh, Chinese blockbusters, though, is that they love big-name American actors. They do, so they like might Matt go Damon. for it. They might go for it. Can we fit Matt Damon in? Yeah. Why not? He Matt, can, Matt he can, Damon he's the yaksha. As, as all of the shrimp yeah. ministers. I was going to say, he can be the best boy. <laughs> or, or like the... Uh, like Matt, the second AD or something. Matt Damon is the best boy. <laughs> he's a pretty good boy. He's a, he's pretty good as they go. And then stunts by John Woo. Obviously. Because, of course. And Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan was right there. Yeah, I thought about Jackie Chan, but I didn't want to Jackie Chan for whoever's left. I kind of don't want to put Jackie Chan in more American productions. Why he, not? He doesn't... I don't think he likes to do them... <laughs> And they don't, like, turn out well for him. Yeah, he's really. already broken yeah. all the bones. Like, his, his his Chinese movies are way better than the tuxedo. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're right. Or Shanghai Noon. Hey, that's a pretty good movie. It is pretty good. Of Shanghai course, the, Nights. The last time I watched Shanghai Noon was in Shanghai, middle school. Shanghai Nights is a pretty good movie. Rush Hours 1 I through 3. Think. There's good stunts. <laughs> I mean, there's always good stunts. Right. Yeah, his his old like Chinese movies are really good. Armor of God. So you, <laughs> we've only discussed the movie. Is there anything about the story that you want to discuss, or are you just good? Uh, no hope. Perfect story. I yeah, flawless. Rap battles, chess, the musical, spirit murder, all good. Hamlet at the end there. A little bit. I like it. <laughs> Gordy declares. It's a good chapter. Keep them coming. So. Yeah, maybe I'll read another one. Uh, before a year has passed. Because <laughs> so it's been about a year since the last one. So we can oh, remember wow, what's going on. Yeah, the last one was last June. Oh, oh boy. like last summer camp season. Imagine that. Yep. Yep. So is that going to do it for us this week? I feel good about I, that one. I enjoyed Hamlet Chess, the rap battle musical. I... I cannot stress how much I enjoyed that the plot of the book, like, waved from the distance. <laughs> Briefly exercised yeah. a ghost that then came back to yeah, give a like man a ghost flu. from another Marvel movie. Right. <laughs> Stan Lee cameo. That was, the, that was the after credit scene, was the plot actually happening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, thank you for listening, folks. This has been, like, what, 118 of What the Folklore? 118. Thanks for sticking around for 118 of these. 
Uh, thanks to our Patreon supporters. We appreciate the support that you provide. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, uh, on iTunes, Simplecast, where we upload our stuff. All that is What the Folklore, or WT Folklore. We're on YouTube. There's not that much up there. Don't check that one out. <laughs> it's yeah, all right. We kind of dropped the ball on that one. Well, you didn't watch it. <laughs> we wouldn't have That's you'd our watched excuse. it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, go go to if you're listening to this on iTunes or whatever, then then like it and leave a comment and subscribe because that helps us a lot. And you're right there anyway. You might as well. What's stopping you, other than your dumb thumbs, <laughs> <laughs> your big giant thumbs and tiny buttons? Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank so- you. Sorry for thumb shaming you. I'm not. I, know I, you're I not. stand by that. I know you're not crime weaver. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you unto Doug. We will see you. Thanks be unto Doug. We will see you next week. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore or mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. <laughs>